0: And we are live on another edition of All In on High School Sports. Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti. Good evening. Um, what is going on?
1: Nothing much. What's going on with you? Oh, what a
0: day. <laughs> what a day. I want to, just for everyone watching, I do not want to apologize. I'm going to apologize to Chris, too, when he comes here. I know this is a high, high school, school show, but. but I just, you know, I, I am rocking today the number three Bronco jersey. What a day. My Denver Broncos. let's
1: clarify that this is a Drew No, no, no. This is right now a
0: Russell Wilson number three jersey. I will get the real one. But I am super pumped up. Five years is a long time. I'm ready to go. Um, We have to actually ask Chris about a...
1: We saw a post. A post. I want to see what that's about today. But
0: um, I'm just... What a day. Um, How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Very okay. happy for you. Oh, listen,
0: happy for me. It's been a long time coming. I am ecstatic. I am pumped up. I can't wait to talk tomorrow.
1: Getting to high school sports. Yeah, we let's the get close. to high school sports. We had the close of the wrestling season with the um with the uh wrestling championship. Spring sports started this week, so there's a whole changing of gears. Oh, I see uh Dr. John sending you a little message. Dr. There. John saying <laughs> Kurt
0: some of us from Seattle, lifelong Seahawk fans, are in mourning. I, I, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk bad about anything. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm ecstatic, Doctor John. I am pumped up. Five years is a long time. Five years is how many days?
1: Well, so 360. 1500. Times five, Sixty-five times five would be another about
0: 2250. so it's a lot of days. <laughs> a lot of days that I can say I've been like this, but I'm pumped up. Um, let's get Mr. Corbo in and well, let's, let's talk let's a little. Oh, yeah, 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 of too. course.
1: You're all, you're all over the board. I am I'm, uh, I'm I
0: wired up. I want to ask him what that tweet was about today or that Instagram post.
1: So, uh, tonight we will welcome to the program a senior from West Essex, a standout two sport athlete, Chris Corbo, football and basketball. Um, had a phenomenal football season. They were nine and three. Well, you know what? I'll officially introduce him and give his some of his stats when we bring him in. And he's ready. So, I like So, it. let's get him in here. Let's
0: get him ready to roll.
1: All right, just give him a minute to get connected and in here. I can see. Oh, uh, hey, Chris, I can see that
0: you're
1: in Oh, I'm not sure if I uh, have a little technical difficulty. sound and video off for a second so he's, he's trying to get situated You know, while we are waiting for him I will talk about some of his accolades Okay. Um, so again Chris is a senior at West Essex so in the fall he was part of the 9-3 West Essex football team that um, went to the sectional finals, uh, group 3 section 1 if I'm not mistaken where they fell to I believe it was a very good West Mars team if I'm not mistaken in the sectional finals um, and he is part of the 17-10 and 10 West Essex basketball team this season he not only eclipsed the 1000 point milestone but he also went on to break the all-time school scoring record so i just want to check on i see that he's still got the uh i'm not sure if he can hear me but maybe if he wants to oh there we go he's back Both can days. you guys hear me yes we can hear you we just can't see you
0: and there's a little um
1: All right, we'll get there we go. Awesome. Hey Chris. Yes, yes. Can you hear us okay?
2: Yes, yeah, that's on my phone. I'm, I'm not, sure, not my sure my computer wasn't working.
1: No worries, no worries. We're glad you made it. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: We uh we just gave a little brief introduction. I'm not sure if you could hear us, so um, you know, for your uh athletic accomplishments at West Essex part of the nine and three West Essex football team uh, went to the sectional finals and most recently part of the West Essex boys basketball team where this season you eclipsed the thousand milestone thousand point milestone but also went on to break the all-time school scoring record so congratulations on um, you know all of your achievements and again I'm sure there's there's many more but we're highlighting uh, you know want to talk to you specifically about basketball this evening so congrats and thanks
0: for joining us
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, Chris, thank you. Uh, I just got to say, I got to apologize for one thing. I never do this, but I'm a diehard Denver Bronco fan. So tonight, <laughs> I had to rock a Bronco jersey on the high school show. I had to do it. It's the number three. I'm going to say this is my Russell Wilson jersey so right wait. for now, even though it's not.
1: So, Chris, I have to ask you we're doing our prep for the show, right? And, you know, I'd asked you about social media today, and I'm doing it. And I go through it, and I'm like, wait a minute. He just, I think it was on Instagram. Did you post something about Russell Wilson on Instagram?
2: today well I did because honestly I didn't see him getting like, I didn't see that coming um I am a Giants fan I'm not a Broncos fan but I do like I would root for the Broncos and there was kind of uh rumors going around about the Giants looking into him. so that kind of uh, gave me uh no more hope but I was kind of just like mind blown by the whole trade. Yeah.
0: yeah so mind blown is a good word that I could use for it today so I am fired up I'm a little giggy a little giddy, giddy today giddy. so but I'm gonna do my best but I uh, I would think Another thing I want to tell you, though, is beginning of the year, I used to coach at Ramapo High School. She's obviously a graduate of West Essex. So opening night this year, we went to the Ramapo-West Essex game. And <laughs> yeah. I just remember one thing from that game is all you kept hearing on the announcement, Corbo, oh. Corbo, <laughs> Corbo. So <laughs> now that we have you, it's like, it's an honor, I'll be honest with you, because that game was a phenomenal game, uh, two great programs, but you were all over the field that night. So, uh you know, I know we're going to talk a little basketball, but just from, you know, again, it, it's our pleasure to have you on because that was an unbelievable game you played versus Ramapo on opening night.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, so again, like Jen said, congratulations on the school record, most points for West Essex. Uh, my first question is two things. One, was it ever a goal of yours to become the all-time leading scorer? And now since that you did it, what does it mean that you did it?
2: Uh, it was always a goal of mine um especially when i knew that uh, i would be getting some varsity time my freshman year um and i was looking to get a starting job uh it was a goal of mine coming in and not only just to beat it but uh you know crush it and uh, i was set back my freshman year because i fractured my thumb Then, obviously with covid last year i was kind of behind the eight ball so um to accomplish it um is a dream come true uh, it means a lot it checks off uh a box of personal goals and uh it means the world to me but i couldn't have done it without my teammates and my coaches and my family so uh, it means the world to uh uh, you know forever have my name etched in the history books at west essex
0: awesome
1: that's awesome the uh, i was gonna ask you about that actually if like the covid interference you know would have uh you know ha- had an impact so um you know we we've talked to coaches whose like wrestlers could have had 100 match wins you know but they they lost those things so we're glad you were were able to still get it done so my question for you is it was a big big season right i mean you do a thousand then you break the record what was the atmosphere like at those games
2: oh the atmosphere was insane you know just this uh doesn't happen you know every season this is something that happens once every decade if you're lucky sometimes it takes you know 20 years so i mean i had community behind me people text me good luck i had random numbers emails coming in uh, the whole school i mean all my friends were there i mean the atmosphere at the thousand point game was the best i've ever seen and then when it came to the record i mean you people were standing at the doors because no one could sit down because you know they get people coming in young kids uh, parents just people Uh, who lived in the neighborhood and heard about it and then of course all my friends were there so it was just like a really great memory
1: that's all i have to say i saw a post on social media and um you know of course being a a west essex grad of course i was you know following a little more intently but i did see that your second grade teacher came to see you as well. And I just think that that is, I happen to know her personally, so I know what a fabulous person and teacher she is as well. So mm-hmm. what was it like, you know, like you're saying, you had so many people kind of like, you know, t- you know, touching basically, but how about somebody who like, you know, one of your elementary school teachers, how meaningful was that for you?
2: Oh, it means a lot, especially because um, I've been in contact with her to this day. I mean, she's one of my favorite teachers ever. I mean, it doesn't get better than her as a teacher. Uh, her kids, I'm good friends with their kids. Uh, our families are close, so you know, it, it was, it meant a lot because honestly, that's something I didn't really expect to happen because her son's a freshman and played, we played Wayne Valley, which is where her son goes a few weeks ago and I saw them there. And I honestly didn't expect her to be there, but for her to be there was just really awesome, especially because, you know, we're still in contact every day and we've known each other forever very nice.
0: Uh, Comment from Dr. John Taylor. Uh, Chris, by the way, he's the AD at Irvington. He said, West Essex basketball was the 24th seed in the Essex County tournament. They came into Irvington and upset us in overtime. Chris came in and dominated the game in every way imaginable. In the paint, shooting, defense, rebounding, he was amazing. I spoke to Chris after the game and told him I was a big fan. We play against all the top teams in the county, Seton Hall, Montclair, Immaculate, Eastside. Chris was one of the best players in the county and would start for any of those programs. We nominated him for the North-South game All-Star game because we were so impressed. Oh, so nice.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, I'll go off script real quick. So how did you break the record? What Was it free throw, jump shot, layup? What what was it?
2: It was a three-pointer. Okay. Yes. It was off an inbounds play. I came around a few screens and uh, caught it, quick release, and went right in.
1: Did you know when it left your hand that it was good?
2: (laughs) To be honest, I didn't think it was going in. (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice. how many points did you need that night to break the record
2: i needed 18 points to tie and 19 to beat it
0: okay so now we got not be honest though did you feel a little pressure through that game or or not really
2: oh yeah 100 percent. and like honestly even more than my thousand point game because it's funny my thousand point game i probably want to say i started oh for seven from the free throw line that day and usually i'm a pretty good free throw shooter so um there was a lot of nerves. I mean, even like the first half, I went to the half with nine points, and I was like, well, this isn't going to be easy. But luckily, I came out in the second half and uh, started out right on fire. So it, went, uh, it, got, it got there quickly. Great.
0: Uh, second question. So, again, you're a two-sport elite athlete. Like I said, um, obviously, you had a tremendous basketball career. We were, again, we were lucky to see you guys playing a really good game versus Ramapo. So um, what does it mean to be an elite athlete at West Essex High School?
2: Uh, it means everything, especially uh, at such a rich, a historic school. I mean, every sport, for the most part, is always top in the state. I mean, there's been great players that come through the program every year. You know, kids who are uh, playing D1 sports at every level. Um, you know, some who have gone up to play professionally. And, and if they haven't, they've been doing other things in the, their sports area that created, like, to make a change. So to be an elite athlete at West Essex is uh, like really means a lot.
0: All right, one more question to piggyback off of that. Uh, just gonna let me get one more, okay? And then I'll get back to them. But, you know, you guys are always good in football season, meaning playoffs, you go a little, um, you know, into the winter season. For your four years, how was it um, like adjusting going right from football into basketball? Did you have to like kind of ease in a little bit, take a little break, or was it just like full go? Football's over. I gotta get now right into basketball.
2: So uh, my basketball coaches were really good with me and a few other guys, you know, getting a few days off, not really having to do much during, uh, during tryouts, just to get the body right. Because as you know, football is a violent sport and it's, it's on your body. So you definitely need a week or so to recover. Um, but for me, I always want to get on the court right after, even if I, you know, I was sore or had something like nagging. I just want to play right away. So sometimes I would push them, but they wouldn't let me. But I love to go from sport to sport. I've been doing it my whole life, um, especially when I played baseball, too. So I was always nonstop. So I've always been like, used to it. But um, it takes a toll on your body. But yeah, I love it. And the coaches are good with maintaining uh, like healthiness.
1: So congratulations on your commitment to play at Dartmouth next year. Football, correct? Congratulations. Yes. Great.
2: Yes, Uh, thank you.
1: um, You know, academic institution as well, you know, putting the student in student-athlete. That's phenomenal. Um, So i got a couple of questions for you. So first is, you know, as – I just feel like when being <coughs> coaching at West Essex and having played there, it wasn't, the question wasn't like, oh, are you going to play in college? The question was, which sport are you going to play in college? And uh, so my first question is, did you contemplate, was it always going to be football or did you contemplate playing, you know, any of your other sports in college as well?
2: Um, it's actually funny because my freshman year, uh, after I had a pretty good freshman varsity season, I was like like hard set on college basketball but from a little kid I was always college football college football professionally so I my sophomore year I actually or no going into my freshman year I stopped playing baseball to join AAU basketball team in hopes of getting college looks but then uh, after my sophomore football year I was like no like football is always where it's been I'm gonna ride there so from there on it was always been football so I kind of knew that um I was going to play college football, and people now have been telling me to try play both. But I think it's just going to be football.
1: It's uh, it's uh, the back-to-back seasons are hard in college, you know. Yeah, but yeah. never, you know, never, never say never, right?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and
1: then my next question is, what? So, what are your goals at the next level?
2: Uh, my goal at the next level is to make an impact right away. Um, as I said, like my dream is to little kids play professionally, and it still is. Um, and until that doesn't happen, I'm going to keep working for it. So, I want to make an impact right away as a freshman. Um Trying to win Ivy uh, like play, uh, rookie of the year, beat all Ivy my four years. I know it's a big goal, not going to be easy, but it's something that I want to try to do.
0: Now, the coaching staff already have the position for you. or a couple different options, or like any of that yeah, said so, yet?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to play like a like a tight end, but like more of like an H back tight end, and they're going to split me out too. So kind of so like mainly they're probably designate me as a tight end but I'll split out. Oh, like a white out. It. So
0: you're pretty much like a like a like a new age NFL white tight end quote. But what yeah, that see that that's the thing that's awesome about like again watching you for the one game. Like you know, you could do so much, like the game has changed in my opinion on the, you know, I mean, even in the high school level, but professional and college of where like now a player like you is, you know, it's a mismatch, you know, like, because right. a linebacker, how are you going you know, you're not like the old traditional tight end. You're basically a wide out playing tight end. And I just think that that's, you know, going forward for you, it, I just think it's gonna be an unbelievable opportunity, you know, um, right. going back uh, one more. Okay, so one more, so for me, underclass so for underclassmen like what advice would you give whether it's underclassmen at west essex now or even more like fifth graders sixth graders seventh graders kids like that are going to be going through the west essex program what would some of the uh advice be for them
2: i would say um that you are gonna have to work your butts off and really put in your time and effort because you're held to a high standard here i mean we expect nothing less than a state championship appearance every year and if we don't get there uh it's a failure. And even this season, you know, we got there, but we would have loved to win. We still see it um, as a great season in our eyes, but you're held high at West Essex. Um, for, the like, the guys now on the team, I would tell them to remember how we felt walking off that field this year because, you know, we were all hugging each other, tears in our eyes. It was not good. And to embrace the moment and, like, always have that in the back of your head when you're, like, doing reps and you, like, want to give up because you can't, especially when you play a great team like Wes Morris next year who's returning guys, you know. You're held to a high standard here every year, so uh, you know you have to put the work in.
0: But now you did win one, though, correct? In your no, oh, you oh, you never won one in a four. But you guys were in how many champion? How many like how many sectional finals did you guys get to?
2: I was in two in my four years. Two in your four.
1: So, Chris, you've had a lot of influences in your life from, obviously, your coaches, your football coaching staff, the basketball coaching staff. And, you know, you come from your family as well, who you've mentioned, too. You come from a line of collegiate players who played uh, football collegiately. So can you tell us how they've impacted you as a student athlete?
2: Oh, uh, tremendously, because everyone here looks out for each other. Um, Will Perez, who is uh, going to be a rising senior at uh, Princeton, was reaching out to me when I was in recruited, you know, helping me out, you know, giving me advice on what to do and like what I could do to become a better player. And the coaches, they always want the best of the players. So they give you advice and they're going to be honest with you, whether you like it or not, they're just trying to do what's in the best interest for you. And same with the guys that have uh, played college. You know, I see them all now, whether they're playing D3 locally or they're playing D1 to come home and reach out to me. We all still have a connection and talk and always just want the best interest from each other.
0: Very nice. You know, I guess another question we go off script a lot, So, just thinking about this, you know, you're in, like you said, you're in a, a program that demands success, right? And expects success. So, I think like, I don't know, I See if you agree or disagree with me. Like, I think you're so much better prepared now to go to that next level because you've been in so many games. You've had so much, like, expectations and pressure. And, I mean, for a high school student in in, in a great program like West Essex, you, you know, you dealt with that pressure. I mean, you agree with me or disagree with me, that's going to help you a little getting, you know, early on on into the next level.
2: Oh, I agree a hundred percent because coach better also wants us to play against great competition. I mean, even this year we played against three outstanding teams in the regular season that, you know, are producing D one talent. whether they're, uh, seniors now committed, uh, D one, uh, juniors getting D one offers right now. Guys, the a Rambo quarterback. That kid's going to be a really good player. Yeah. And, you know, to go against him, not that I'm playing defense, it just shows you what kind of competition we're going against. Um, but it definitely has to be prepared. I mean, my sophomore year, uh, due to an injury I got the chance to start and I'm going against kids that are bigger than me uh there was a Rutgers commit there who's a junior so I've been going against these kind of kids my whole life so I definitely think I have an advantage
1: I actually had one more question off script as well Mm -hmm. I saw that you guys for in basketball um when your last state tournament game I believe at Tenafly is that correct Yes. The um, when I heard it described as one of the most exciting basketball games that uh by by several people. So you guys came from behind to force overtime. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Any anything about that game you wanted to uh, impart on us? Tell us a little bit about how that went down.
2: Yeah. So our first half, unfortunately, that was the worst half of basketball we played all season. It came at the worst time, um, but we were down. Uh, we were down, I want to say, 15 at Irvington, as mentioned before. Um, and we held them to zero points in the second quarter. We came back. So I came up to the guys' the locker room and I said, listen, we've done this before. Irvington was, a great te- uh, Irvington was a great team, and we were able to do it there, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it here. We ended up, you know, the lead got a few points more, so we were down, and I want to say 17, which just a few minutes left in the third. But, but, you know, 10 minutes of basketball is like 40 minutes. And it could change like this. <laughs> So we fought back. We got uh, the stops we needed. We made shots, and it went back and forth. Then it went into overtime, and a few miscues just uh, we threw it away. But that was a game that we should have won, and it's still bothering me now.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, then, so, what, like, so now, what does your spring look like? I mean, is it just full go? Hey, I got. I'm gonna. I'm starting to get ready for football soon. I mean, is that what your spring is gonna look like?
2: Oh yeah. I mean. Uh, so, we lo- so, our final game was on Thursday, so I gave myself the weekend off Friday just to get a few, uh, you know, a little more strength, just a little recovery time. But I was in the weight room yesterday. Uh, I couldn't make it today because I had a few uh, appointments. But now I'm just full on, you know, in the weight room grinding and getting ready for uh, the fall.
1: Very nice. Great. All right, Chris, we have a little follow up questions we like to call rapid fire. They're a little more like quick paced. You ready for that one?
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So,
0: since you're a two sport, um, Player, I'm going to ask you a two-part question for the first one. Actually, it's going to be a four-part because I just switched it up. But give me you said you're a Giant yeah. fan, right? Yes. All right, NBA NBA fan?
2: Yes, I'm a Knicks fan.
0: All right, all right. Because we were, we were cutting you off if you were to said a Brooklyn Knicks fan. We were cutting you right off. The
1: Zoom would have yeah. had some technical difficulties. Yeah, that's good We're Knicks
0: fans in this household. But um, <laughs> favorite NFL player of all time, favorite NBA player of all time?
2: Oh, that's tough. One. I'm gonna go with Victor Cruz, and I'm gonna go with Kobe Bryant.
1: Oh, nice, very nice. Like it. All right. Who in each sport? Also, you can talk football and then uh, basketball. Who is your biggest rival? Which school in each sport?
2: Um, so in high school or just like uh,
1: high school? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, so we. I mean, our usual rivalries are like Nutley, Caldwell, but I mean. When we played them all in high school, we blew them out. So those are our rivals, but it wasn't very much a close game. And in uh, basketball, I would say that our rival was uh, Glen Ridge.
0: Nice, Doctor John again, AD from um, Irvington, is saying. By the way, Chris, the shot you made, the, the shot you guys made against us that game that forced the overtime, the refs called it a two, and your coaches called it a three. Watch the film. It was a three. Game shouldn't have gone to overtime. You had it one in regulation. (laughs) Not many people would admit something like that.
2: that, Good
1: friend friend of the show and very honest man.
2: (laughs) I appreciate it because that's good to know. Because honestly, in the film that we have, we can't even tell it this day. So
1: there you go. Thank you for that. (laughs) Some clarification.
0: (laughs) All right. Next question we always ask our guests, but we're going to ask you a three part. In the West Essex, like roundabout. Area near West Essex High Schools. So it could be a couple towns right there. Give me the best pizza place, best deli, and best ice cream place.
2: Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Okay, so I'm going to say the best pizza place, in my opinion, is La Pizza in Roseland. Uh, it's very underrated. I don't know if a lot of people know about it because it's kind of hidden, but I've been going there since a little kid and it never fails. Okay. Uh, the best ice cream place gonna have to go with gelati and never that it just never fails and what was the third one uh deli like if i want a sandwich il classico in fairfield there you go i love that place we
1: pick up there like once a week
2: yeah oh yeah that's they never fail as well
1: very nice all right what i what's your favorite subject in school
2: oh my favorite subject in school i would probably say history
1: all right and do you have any idea of what you might want to major in in college yet
2: Um, It's kind of still in the air because like Dartmouth majors are kind of unique to uh, like the usual major, but I want to do something either like in the business field or like sports management. So like, yeah, the sports management or marketing area.
1: Very nice.
0: Okay. My last one starting next week, it's the biggest thing. Uh, Well, I still say football is the biggest thing, but another one of the big one, March Madness. So tournaments, people are going to be writing up brackets. Who's picking who? Right now, obviously the bracket's not out, but right now you're on the spot. Who's winning the national championship? The Duke Blue Devils. Oh Ooh. God! I knew Don't it. tell. I Listen, knew it. she's ah. a UVA grad. She's a UVA <laughs> fan, and she did not want to hear that. But you know what?
1: It's okay. He still lost his last games. So that's not going to change. <laughs> Cameron, so uh, I'll take it. Uh. <laughs> all right um and my last one for you chris so um having grown up in the area myself i'm curious to hear the end i actually had him add the ice cream question because i didn't i say i want to see if you did did. (laughs) (laughs) so um if you guys your team whether it's football or basketball you guys are going out to eat after practice where's your go-to place in the area that you guys head to
2: go to okay so we so after the game, it's, like a, it's been a tradition for a while. So after every game, we would go to the Westlake Steiner in Fairfield. But I would say that after a practice, every, well, another tradition is every Wednesday night after practice, we go to Chipotle because we have a night practice on Wednesdays. So we would go to Chipotle. The whole team would go. But I would say that if it was like a Monday or Tuesday and we all want to go somewhere, I would have to say that if I had to choose, it would be Chick-fil-A.
1: Nice. there you go nice very nice mm-hmm. alright West Essex Diner formerly Versailles yep. yeah I'm yeah. a fan I'm uh, a fan Il Classico he said the West Essex kids just don't change yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it I love it well, Chris, good. thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. As Kurt said, you know, we've been following you just, you know, through yep. our our you know reporting through high school. So um, it was really nice to meet you officially, and we wish you nothing but the best at the next chapter. And we would
2: love to catch on. up with you again, of course. Of
0: course, definitely. Oh
2: yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I Had a great time. No, awesome.
0: it was awesome. Thank, thank you, Chris. You.
2: Thank you. Have a good night. You, you too.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, so standout West Essex, standout yep. Chris Corbo, And, uh, you know, like, before, before, when you said it to me before, and we're, we're sitting there, and I'm, like, writing it down, like, we're, you know, doing our agenda. I'm like, me- do you remember, like, being at that game? And I'm I just do. like, damn, this, but I mean, we also, kids all over the field.
1: But it's we like, also watched a couple times Oh, on Essex, the TV, on the streaming the it, thing. yeah. We just, yeah. you know, it would always be uh, his name. So it's so it's so funny because I feel like we really have followed him. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, so nice to see. And, again, great great accomplishments. And you know what? A student athlete, again, I just think so important, the academics. And uh, so, again, wishing him a lot of success in all his future endeavors. And you know
0: what? Like, you know, like I said, you know, there's some people that are, like, you know, like in awe, like, oh, my God, like, look. with. You know, I mean, probably from a junior level on, like definitely into West Essex, like the pressure. He's had that pressure, Mm -hmm. like he said, Mm -hmm. we expect, you know, and it's like other programs when you talk about it, you don't want to be the kids to be let down. You don't want to be the ones that's not having the program success, you know, so pressure is on you. And again, that's in him already. So now that moves over. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, you know, like I'm expecting.
1: I remember going to college for my first preseason and having a lot of my teammates who were also first years, like, you know, not be used to having, like we had double and and triple, like, well, double sessions for sure, but we had double sessions. And uh, it was like a first time that some of my teammates had ever like had more than one, you know, so it was like an adjustment, but like for, like that was something I'd known since seventh grade, you know, so (laughs) it's just, it's true. It is uh, definitely, you know, a school where athletics, They'll they'll be prepared for the next level for sure. A lot uh, of, before yeah. we get into
0: a quick topic, uh, it was funny because I was actually talking about this with one of our principals today, so I want to bring that up to you. But uh, I I look like... Jen, I might wear this to school tomorrow, to work. Do you think anyone will say anything to me?
1: Well, it has got it just has Drew Locke's name on the back, uh, so, still. so people might be confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to fall asleep in this <laughs> thing, I'm going to do that. Um, but I do want to bring up a quick topic, and we kind of talked about it, but... When talking to one of our, you know, a friend of mine in school today, one of the principals, while we were working, you know, while we were Maybe working, but yeah. of course, but just talking to him, it was actually while we were doing some Windows updates, you know, we, we started to talk about college football and we we're talking about like quarterbacks and stuff like that, how they're not ready, why they're not ready. And we got into the topic of should college coaches, and we're going to ask on the high school level, but, you know, are college coaches wrong? for not developing them. And when we mean develop them is getting them ready for the next level. And that means, like, you know, we were saying, you know, you, you have a guy who's going to go into the NFL as a quarterback who can't take a snap from under center. And, I mean, I know is when you say, well, that's crazy, but it's not, you know. So what's your thoughts on that in high school? I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple at you, but we'll start with football.
1: Let me, can, I, can I just answer first? Sure. Before, okay. So... And again, oftentimes when we have discussions like this, because we coach different sports, it can be a little bit different, right? So keeping in mind that my high school coaching experience is field hockey, basketball, and lacrosse. In general, as a coach, right? Please don't interrupt me. No. (laughs) How (laughs) do you know I'm going to interrupt you? Just just history. In general, as a high school coach, my philosophy is what I want my students, my student-athletes to take away from their time in my program is several things first of all hopefully a love of the game that they grow as a person and a player in my program and that they learn life skills through athletics that they're going to carry with them for the rest of their lives so that's first and foremost with that said I would be lying if I did if I said that I didn't want to win right or mm-hmm. felt that I had to win so do I want to win of course and then Through the preparation of all those other goals that I have, I'm also hoping that they, through teamwork and hard work and dedication, that they see their hard work come to fruition through wins, right? Because you want to see the fruits of your labor, right? And the Mm -hmm. success. So with that all said, I think it's more than just preparing kids for the next level. Right, because you're not gonna have every kid, now this isn't a high school standpoint, right, Right. okay? Uh, You're not gonna have every kid that's going to play at that next level. So I feel that it was my job to teach them as much about the game as I could. So, however, balancing my strengths and weaknesses that I have on my team also to you know have still have success. So I don't think that I can necessarily say that I ever coached a team to prepare all of my kids for the next level, but I hope just like a teacher where I'm meeting the needs of all of my kids that the kids who did go on to the next level were prepared for that. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, and I, I'm going to get to a specific question. But Dr. John saying, like, is Ridgewood wrong for running Windows Five while while winning state Not titles? Yet. You know, and, and so I'll, I'll, I'll translate into basketball. Well,
1: we know what Kurt thinks about no, that. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: but I, I will because again, we had a great conversation in school today. And when it's crazy because I'm going to get I'll get to the basketball, but into the football aspect. When you think about it, it's like in high school you could stay in a shotgun. It's all about okay, I have more athletes than you. We're going to we're going to spread them out, beat them. Okay? Transition that to college. 90% of that time, you could probably still do that, right? In, in a pro level, you can't do that.
1: Right, so you're saying, are you doing a disservice? A disservice, to, right, right. So yeah.
0: now my basketball question is, okay.
1: It was like Jim no, Right, right, right. Well, I'm saying in a high school,
0: okay. I'm going to play kids in a 2-3 zone. Okay. Right? That's what we're going to play, in a 2-3 zone. Not even teach the man. We're not going to run the man. We're, we're going to play zone. Three, uh, You know, Whatever, one two two. Whatever you want to play, but two three zone. Because I want to be more "quote unquote" competitive. Those kids though, on that next level. I mean, seriously, unless you're going you see, to Syracuse. That's not,
1: but that's not. I I don't think that's a fair comparison because if your basketball is so, you you have. If you're just going to run a two-three zone, you're definitely doing your kids a disservice because you're not teaching the fundamentals of man-to-man defense. Like I, like that's not, right. That's not preparing them for the next level. That's a failure to teach them the game. You know, so I, I don't think that that's a, a fair comparison. That that type of comparison. But I'm saying, saying by
0: failure. running the two-three zone, because I mean, you could be a zone team. I don't want to run man. I might well, believe I think, there's people that think, are out there.
1: But I think that game. I think that as a coach, you have to you know know what your team like your you're, you need to have your players be able to play different types of defenses for the different types of opponents you're going to see. So, to say that, that's why I, I am not a fan of Jim Bayheim's defensive strategy because, you know, again, has he been successful with it? I, I mean, he's got one national championship, right? But, right. you know, thanks, Mello. But, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, he, he, I think he does do those kids a disservice. I, I do. But I'm, see, I'm
0: but I'm going to go back, I want to go back more to the high school level. I'll go back to a football example, okay? And like, Dr. John's talking about the wing T, Windows 95, right? I mean, that's, you know, pulling with buck sweep and trapping and stuff like that. Now, not going to say that doesn't happen on the next level, but I know we had Lou Saunders, and I'm still waiting for him to do the podcast with me, but 99% of it is not, you know? Like, should you be taught, hey, a drop back pass set, right? Not waggle. I, You know, on the next level, if I'm playing an offensive line, offensive tackle, I'm going to have to block... This monster coming at me, one-on-one. Should should that staff, should that, in the high school level, be practicing that instead of saying, okay, well, all we're going to run is Waggle, so let's just run Waggle. Like, well, that's my question.
1: I can't I can't speak to the football specifics, but I feel like, you know, I never played, obviously, and never coached, but I don't, I feel like, and I mean, I feel like you were someone who was very, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, did a lot of different window dressings for things, and really tried to keep it fresh and different, and keep your and in turn keep your opponent on their toes. And I think that's the advantage of that, right? That if you're doing something so predictable, I mean, eventually when you get some to the better competition, right? It's more it's more not necessarily going, but more likely to be stopped. And I feel like you need to have more tricks in your pocket. To then combat how they're stopping you, right? You know, so that that would. But, I, but yeah. I guess
0: going back to basketball again. So again, so is it? I'm saying, is it, in your opinion, a head coach's job mm-hmm. or a program? But head coach basketball, teach the kid without a doubt how to play man-to-man defense. All right, I mean, how to press. Like, is that because on the next level they're gonna get asked to do that? Right? Well, I,
1: yeah, I, That's my question. Well, is it I the school's well, or answer, the coach's
0: responsibility?
1: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that as a coach, I think of a coach as a teacher. That yes, I think that it is my obli even at the younger levels, like to introduce them, to give them the groundwork so that the next level can then build upon it. But I don't see that as preparing them for the next, like for in high school, varsity basketball, I don't see that as preparing them for collegiate basketball, I see that as my job as really a teacher coach to show them as much about the game. I used to say to my kids all the time, specifically in lacrosse and basketball, if you can go to another team, right, and you don't know their plays, you mm-hmm. don't know this, you don't know that, and you can play pick up ball and like hop in because you know basic movement on offense. Like I shouldn't be standing with the ball. If I pass, I'm gonna screen away. You know, if I'm on uh, help defense, like, you know, communication, like those are the things that you should be able to hop in on anything and kind of know the basics and what to right. do so i don't but i don't think that's preparing them for the next level i just think that's helping them understand the but again game. like
0: going back to football see i i think it is because you know you you see on a professional level and you hear. here
1: i i shouldn't say that it's not preparing for the next level maybe that's the bonus of doing it it would help them prepare but my goal isn't like oh i want to prepare them for the next level my goal is i want them to know as much as possible about the game and if it's helping prepare them for the next level, then that's the bonus of that. But okay, so Does that say, okay, I'm
0: an offensive coordinator or a head coach. I'm going to run, I want to run a lot of shotgun. Is it still my responsibility to make sure that quarterback, maybe whether it's not in a game, but hey, he's taking 100 snaps a week under center? He's going to boot the other way. Or is it, is it just, hey, we're shotgun. Um, one, stop, you know, look left. You don't like it, run. Like, that's what I'm saying, or should that there be progressions? should there hey put him under center, just so he sees it because what happens now, especially in a quarterback position, that kid now graduates, right? that kid goes to whatever level you want to say one, two, or three, okay, now you go to three, and and you can't even you can't say, well, you shouldn't go to that college if he's under center I mean I'm sorry, that's but that kid now is on a depth chart before he can get to one and two. He has to learn how to take a snap under center. I mean, that's a big disadvantage for a kid. So, what I'm saying is that high, as an as OC or a head coach, my responsibility, this kid has to get snaps under center. Whether I'm not going to run it as plays, but I got to get him snaps in center. I, is I, that my responsibility?
1: I, I would say yes to a degree, but then I think you have to evaluate if that's, you know, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, to run that if he's not, if that's not what his strong suit is there a comment that you wanted to share? Yeah, Dr.
0: John, I think scouts are so good nowadays, they can pick up on player abilities and can project how a player will fit into their system. In the end, I think there's a lot of D1 high school players who were unsophisticated schemes, probably because they may have been the only D1 player in the area and their teammates didn't have this. this another good, that good point. That is a good point, too. Another yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, well, and that's when you're talking high school, you know, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing. You know, I, I was thinking like when you were talking about like, should your quarterback get snaps under center? Like I'm thinking about a point guard, you know, if you, do you want your point guard to know how to run a pick and roll? You do. But what if you don't have another player that can successfully even execute that with them? That's right. a, that's a real problem. That that's a tr- that could really happen. But do you work it and explain level. it? I mean, well, I mean, would I would I introduce my kids to pick right. role? and roll? Yeah. And, and, and work on it, and work on. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not. So- Listen, if it's not something, we're- but here's the thing, you know, you have to, you also have to as the head coach, you have to you know you have to find what's going to make you successful. Of too. Course. so of you course. can't waste your time on something that you're never going to run. I mean, do you want to expose your players to it? Uh, of course, but then at the same time, you have to really focus on what's going so you, so you do you have to balance that right. like what am i going to well again we introduce got we got it what am i going to really spend time on because we're going to execute that in our game plan like we just yeah. got into
0: discussion today we we're talking about nfl you know like uh one of the quarterbacks in the draft this year and they're saying well he's he's definitely at least a year away because you know uh he, he's got to learn how to take snaps on their center and it's like you know we're you know that this is you're talking about NFL players who are going to be making millions of dollars, and they can't take a snap from under center. So we're saying, like, is that on the college coach? Like, I mean, and you listen. His answer was, you know, he's got to win. All so right. well, his I'm answer gonna... is put him in the gun and make him run four plays. Let's
1: play a little devil's advocate on that because now you've gotten to the NFL level, and you're saying you can't take a snap under center. That's like we were talking about Mitchell Robinson on the Knicks. You're an NBA player, and you can't make a free throw, right? Like, you know, so. Where is his time on his own? You know, that's a but, little but, different, though. But no, it. But how are you not in the off season? Why does it have to be? You know, why aren't you doing something? It's not like he hasn't had off season, hasn't had. Right, like but his why? Own but here's my time. point, though. But why so would I? Why for would, any for even for a coaching staff to help him with that? Even if it's well, not you're part saying coaching of, staff because
0: if I'm by but myself and I'm well, if staff, I'm a junior in high school and I'm a quarterback. And all I'm running is shotgun zone weed. In the summer, I'm not going to work on by myself taking snaps on their center. I mean, why? I'm not going to use it in, in college, in, in high school, right? We don't run that. But you're just, so you're, why am I, you're but just saying,
1: contradicting your whole saying No, no, no. But, but why is the player going to do that? If, if the player is going to do it, why is the coach... If, if the player is saying, I'm never going to do this, why would the coach... Because he knows he's not going to run it in school. Why would the coach work on it with them then? Why would he take practice time well, away from the entire team to prepare the quarterback for something that he's not going to run in practice? You're saying the quarterback knows he would never run it. So if you want to make yourself a complete... Play- Listen, I was a point guard in high school. I was never going to post anybody up, but you know what? I worked on post moves. I did. Right, but but, but the whole conversation. I did a lot of other things.
0: But I guess the whole conversation is, like you're saying, the player, like, is it still me as the coach to get that kid and say, hey, listen, we're probably going to be in shotgun 100% of the time, but I still want you taking snaps on the center. So when you get to the next level, you're you're ready to go. So that's that's my that's my point. Cuz listen, it is a big question. You see people on the highest level not being able to do basic stuff,
2: you yeah, know? Yeah. That's
0: like saying a team yeah. that a high school team, oh, okay, we're all hitters, we don't bunt at all. I mean are they responsible to teach them to the bunt and work on bunting even though they're not going to bunt every day in school? You know, what do you do?
1: Well, again, I think I think you have to find that balance. There's no right or wrong answer. You have to find the balance of, you know, uh exposing your players to those things and then also, you know, but not overdoing it with something that's not going to ultimately help you with what you have and what your goals are. It's it's just it's interesting it is because interesting. you know, you just
0: can't go and say, "Oh, well, you know, I am blaming the college." I mean, you know, again, you look from.
1: I wasn't blaming the college. No, no, no. I've I'm saying we this.
0: were talking in our conversation. Oh. We were but saying, I mean, is it the college coach? When you you get know. To
1: that point, again, you know, there's all, you know, players are doing things all the time outside of season and, you know, practice time to, to improve their game and be more well rounded. So
0: I guess, you know, we come. And again, we could have a debate. We could have Coach Brown. We could have maybe Dr. John. It's, you know, is it win at all costs, especially in high school? Win at all costs? Develop, look at the next level. I mean it's it's hard, you know? Hey, you know, I, I I'm gonna run buck sweep and I'm I gonna run say, and I'm gonna run the wing T because that's what we run best. We're not running inside zone. You know, like you know, lose not line. You're never gonna go to high school unless you're probably in one or two schools and they're gonna say, Okay, run buck sweep. They're gonna tell you, say, run inside outside zone.
1: I will say for me, as a former high school coach, it never was and if I ever return to it, never will be win at all costs, never, never. Listen, that could make me, I don't know, no, you don't have to agree, but to me, high school sports, that's not what it's about. Did I win things? 100%, but was that my win at all costs? Absolutely not. My players are people first. Can I put uh, you on the
0: spot then and contradict you on that? Yeah. Okay, so you just said, win at all costs, right? I mean, you're not gonna win at all, you're not gonna do win at all costs. So then why? If you're playing, say, you know, Holy Angel. Uh, what's the real good Catholic score in that area? Mount St. Dominic, okay? And you can't play that man-to-man. You just can't. But for—hold on. But you, you played in a zone because— That's
1: not— But wait, but wait wait, not, wait, wait, wait. That's not the definition of winning But winning. But wait, but, I a, game but wait strategy, a minute, but wait a minute. But my point,
0: not, though, is did you— But did what I'm saying is— just staying in zone to keep you most competitive Correct. as Correct. opposed that's to not, whole, can when I finish. when
1: it all costs when it all costs is not that's not what that phrase means. It doesn't mean having a strategy or switching what you have. Do you want to win games? Of course you do. And it gets back to my original point. Like I would I was the t- for basketball, we had we had what would my defensive preference be? Man to man, of course, right? I'm just a man to man fan, fundamental principles of man to man defense. However, you know what? We had installed an odd front zone, an even front zone, three-quarter court pressure, full court pressure, because you don't know who you're going to see. It gets back to my original point of well, I want my players prepared for all situations. So were there times I was going to abandon man-to-man? Yes. That's not win at all costs. Do I want to win? Of course. And I'm hoping that everything we do in preparation, like I said earlier, I prefaced this entire conversation with, would lead to that. Right? But win at all costs has a very different meaning for me. That means sacrificing your players, asking kids to play hurt, you know, uh, putting the winning above their personal needs. Right. That's what win at all costs means to me. So allow me to clarify. I'm not saying I don't want to win. Right. I, of course I want to win. Listen, it's it, it's a <laughs>
0: great topic because again, like, you know, you see it again from high school to college, from college to pros. and. It's just it it it's crazy when you think of you know you you're gonna have guys in all seriousness somebody in an NFL draft who might go number two okay as a quarterback and they basically said he cannot get on the field he has to learn to take snaps that on the center going number two that's gonna be making seriously <laughs> right like ten million dollars out of the gate and he can't take a snap on the center so they're gonna have to spend a whole year to teach him to do that it's. You know, and my whole point was, why did, it, in our conversation in school, why didn't the school, why didn't any school teach him? Seriously, he went through high school and he went through college and he can't take a snap on the center and nobody worked with him on it. It's, it's fascinating, you know? Yes. And you know, you get to NBA, just throw the kid in there, it's five on five, I'm better than you, I'm gonna make a move. Some sports, it doesn't work oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, it just right. does not work like yep. that, you know. Baseball, you're hitting a baseball. You're not gonna, you know, you're gonna work on stuff, but it's not like, oh my God, like it's not like I'm gonna, you know, I'm lefty now I'm gonna come righty. It's, it's the okay. way it is.
1: Good topic. Good topic. Oh, no,
0: good topic. Right, well, uh, again, Mr. Corbo today, great interview. Yes,
1: thank you for joining us, everybody at home. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you tuning in.
0: And see. Ya and
1: we will see you all next Tuesday, next week. Thank.